I really don't know why I'm having such a difficult time with this. I record myself all the time. I get my thoughts down, video and audio. I have conversations with people about all the topics, but I just can't get myself to just talk. Maybe because the video is on. I just want to get my thoughts and ideas out of my head. And I have a way that I I think it should go, but seldom do things go the way you plan. There's a lot of noise out on the internet. And one thing I don't want is to be more noise. So I'm just using this quote-unquote podcast to document the thoughts and ideas that I have and just put them out there. Because if I have some of these thoughts or ideas... Maybe someone else does, and they can help me find the path to answer the questions that I ask. Or maybe, maybe it's something you never considered. An angle or a perspective that might be new to you to open up your your mind and think a little deeper and maybe contribute to the world a little better. So with all that said, this is episode zero of the Pondering Infinity podcast. It's going to take a look at life and observations and breaking all the rules of podcasting. I don't know how often I'm going to make a podcast or upload a podcast. I'm hoping every day. But I'm like many of you, just living paycheck to paycheck, trying to figure out how to get through life. In the beginning of the year, I started listening to Lex Friedman's podcast. He was interviewing Elon Musk, and I came into work exclaiming, I'm going to interview Elon Musk. Everybody looked at me funny, and I had just listened to the podcast and had so many questions that I needed to ask him. But they weren't questions that he usually gets. Some of those questions I I want to delve into... Specifically AI and machine learning and everything going on with Elon Musk. But there's so much more that opened up listening to Lex and just been living this life on this planet for the last 52 years. Almost. 
I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, including probably one I'm doing now, not my watching my inflection. It'll get better. It's a work in progress, but it's it's primarily for, for me. Hopefully, <coughs> excuse me. Hopefully, we can grow and learn together. But if not, I'll be content in asking and searching for answers to questions that I have. So this would be a nice place to have some bumper music. Since it's for me, put a little Hollywood Undead in there and fade in and fade out. What I'd like to try to do is every episode talk about some recent events going on through the prism of the philosophies that I've been working on since 2008 looking at big picture big picture life just Just getting all the thoughts out of my head. Just everything from UFOs to zero point energy. So many different topics and so many different people I want to talk to and perspectives and flat earth and religion conspiracy theories and music, AI, all these different topics, looking at them through a prism that you may never have considered before. There's so much, so much I want to talk about, and it's incredibly difficult not talking to somebody. Very uncomfortable for me. I'm going to try to push through it. I know it'll get easier. I'm stepping way outside my comfort zone here. And so here we go. Um, The first topic that I'd like to discuss and it's ironically it's uh some things are in the news but electric vehicles electric cars um i think elon 
is wrong. Putting all his eggs into the Tesla basket. This past weekend, I had to work on my wife's Jeep. And although some of the some of the repairs that I did were a little out of my comfort zone, I had to use the University of YouTube, um, and I know why. I can see why that professionals do the how-to videos because if it was an amateur doing, it'd be six hours of cursing trying to remove a radiator. Uh, but but the um, the electric vehicle. You know, how much are we going to be able to do the work ourselves? The electric car on the Tesla. I have a Hyundai Hybrid, and I just spent the last eight months fighting with Hyundai to get it to get it repaired. Their faulty Theta 2 engine. Um, the nightmare I went through with Hyundai and with Hertz. But I I won't buy, a, I won't drive an electric vehicle unless I absolutely have to. Right now I have to. But I, I think it has, a, they have use cases. I think uh, my son was telling me that some police stations were, uh, police departments were converting to electric vehicles. So I can, I can see the, the use case there where you can use the acceleration, uh, but, you know, what about, what about all the infrastructure that's going to be needed to change what about the oil and gas industries? Uh, I just I think everything can coexist if we have uh, electric vehicles that people can buy. They're going to they're going to buy them instead of internal combustion engines. So that's going to reduce greenhouse gases. But what about what about a technology that we can implement to make like life better right now like so you know i'm not a scientist i have no idea maybe this is just not possible but what about like a carbon sink in line like a catalytic converter or reconfigure the combustion engine or, or you know use technology we can you know, we're sending, trying. Elon's trying to send people to Mars. We're we're doing space flight. We can land people on the moon, but we can't change the things that affect life day to day. So, you know, come up with something better rather than take that option away from people. 
then Elon was talking about the um, his semi, the electric semi. Um, same situation. I think I think it has use cases now. There's a uh, an interesting video out there from. Uh, his name is Adam something. Um, but he's got a video called the Tesla Semi is an Engineering Failure. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting video. Um, I'm not going to go that far as to go after Elon like that, but I would, I would question whether... Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to buy it. Uh, I wouldn't buy an electric vehicle now, Tesla or Fisker or any other any other vehicle, because uh, I can't I can't work on it myself. I live paycheck to paycheck, and you know, have bills to pay. And I just the work that they wanted to do on my wife's vehicle was almost two thousand dollars, and I did everything for a couple hundred. Granted, it. You know, the opportunity cost was my time and frustration, but all in all, it was, I think it worked out better. Uh, so nobody really knew what was going on. But uh, so the um, Tesla Semi, according to Adam, something is a flop. And then I had thought, well, what about. Electric airplanes, how's that going to work? How are you going to get the thrust for that? And it just so happened that this morning on my drive home, I heard about Alice. Alice is the first all-electric passenger airplane. I'm going to read from CNN. It says... With battery technology similar to that of an electric car or a cell phone and 30 minutes of charging, the nine-passenger Alice will be able to fly for one hour at about 440 nautical miles. The plane has a max cruise speed of 250 knots or 287 miles an hour. For reference, the Boeing 737 has a max cruise speed of 588 miles per hour. The company focused exclusively on electric air travel, hopes that the electric plane can fit 20 to 40 passengers, will be a reality in 7 to 10 years. So 20 to 40 passengers from however many we get on a Boeing 737. And it's going to take far more time. So I, I can't wait for Adam something to tear this apart. Uh, I should mention it to him because that'd be an interesting interesting story but I just think there's so many other so many other areas to explore So many other areas to explore. I, and I don't even know. Should I keep going? Should, should I should I stop? It's been fifteen minutes. I'm not I'm not sure what to do. 
it's very difficult not just get verbal diarrhea and just rattle off all these ideas that are going through my head, but I don't know if that'd be productive or not. There's a lot. Of, uh, I'd like to do something with music. I think uh, I think it's very important that we understand and understand how AI can affect us uh, if we're not careful. Uh, you know, Elon says AI is the biggest existential threat to humanity. Well, presumably because he thinks, or he's suggesting that the AI will get smarter than humans and take over like the Matrix, or similar to the Matrix. I think that's a, there's a little bit of a different threat that AI poses to humanity, and that is subverting our human free will and I need to unpack that a little bit so I think that if you were to eliminate not make illegal but eliminate something that deprives just one person of doing that you're taking away that person's free will let me let me give you an example in practical terms so yesterday i had a conversation with um, another podcaster, Patrick, with uh, We Live on a Planet. And uh, we, we were talking about autonomous vehicles, self-driving vehicles. And so I use the example, if, if you can program uh, a Tesla to... You drive in the center of the lane, do it, do everything that it's doing now. Um, how easy would it be to program that Tesla to not be able to exceed the the posted speed limit on on the road you're driving? So, yeah, you can't exceed the speed limit. You you could argue that's a good thing, but what I'm suggesting is that by programmatically removing that ability, that option, it's taking away your free will to choose to speed if you wanted to accept the consequences of getting caught. So people make decisions every day based on a risk-reward analysis or you know, cost-benefit analysis. We just do it so quickly that we, we don't realize what we're doing. But everything is done based on probabilities. 
So if you're speeding for whatever reason, if you're late for a meeting, if you have an actual emergency, and the self-driving car will not allow you, even if you disengage the autopilot and they still had that logic built in into a Tesla, it's, it's not unconceivable. Uh, you're being deprived of that, that opportunity. Now, you could argue it's not a right, it's a privilege, and uh, I'm not, not arguing the, that, that point about it. I, I'm just making the point that if you can, if you can programmatically remove a choice, you're taking somebody's free will. The fundamental thing that makes us human, in my opinion. God's greatest gift to his alpha creation. Now I'm getting down, going down another tangent uh, that would lead to the philosophy and the meaning of life. Um, We'll get there eventually. See, it's already getting a little easier. I don't even hardly notice the the camera. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of things to go into, and uh, music is one of them. That's where I was going with this. So music is is far more than just pleasant sounds, and AI can replicate pleasant sounds, but. But any music that has lyrics, um, those lyrics come from the lyricist's human life experiences. What what formed them and shaped them growing up, and everything that that makes them human. So how how do you re, how does AI create music with lyrics? You know, that if, if they're trying to make the Tesla bot more of a companion, uh, you know, rather than just filling tasks, you know, menial jobs or dangerous jobs, or as Elon says, repetitive jobs that tend to lead to repetitive stress injuries, if they're if trying to you know, put emotions or make AI artificial human intelligence, you're already, you're already making it not human because it's artificial, right? Or if you're trying to merge AI with the human brain, you're making superhumans. You're not enhancing what it is to be human, which is the human experience and living, you know, so so the matrix is not a good uh, end point. Uh, you know, we, I think we can all agree that would be bad for humanity. But I think an equally bad scenario is Star Trek. If you look at Star Trek, and, and I... Honestly, I didn't watch a lot of Star Trek, but if you if you look at what Earth would 
what Earth was like in Star Trek, right? You ha- I would have to imagine that it was it was probably pretty good if they're out cruising the galaxies and warp speed and uh, I mean life on the Enterprise. I don't I don't think I argue I would argue that it's not it's not living the life you know you want a steak it's a it's a replicator it you know you can't everybody's wearing the same things i mean it's all the things that make us human are you know most of them are turned off it's conformity um so you think on earth it's probably pretty utopian people aren't working um but you know is it you teleport everywhere um, there's no more vehicles or, I, I don't know. It, it seems like, like not the best scenario. Uh, what I would suggest is use technology to make living the human experience better and easier. So if you would just consider something I'm thinking about asking people randomly or or at work or whatever is what brings you the most joy if you didn't have to work what would bring you the most joy what would it would it be woodworking spending time with your family traveling whatever you could do that would bring you the most joy teaching uh anything it doesn't matter now, imagine your utopia would be being able to do that, where you didn't have to work to get paycheck to paycheck to, to muddle through life and not live, where you could, you could enjoy what brings, enjoy your passion without having to necessarily. you know, work to live, you're, you're living to work. So you can, you know, pick a job and, you know, how can, how can technology make that job better to the point where, you know, everybody is able to do what brings them joy and I'm not talking like universal basic income uh, it's you know we're talking utopias if we can talk tar- star trek we can we can talk you know my utopia human existence so patrick and i continued talking about autonomous vehicles and i suggested their there's a use case for them too. I can I can see easily where it'd be beneficial to uh, have an autonomous vehicle. Um, you know, for example, I I work overnight and I drive home in the morning after ten hour shift, and it sure would be nice to have a vehicle that could get me there safely and and with minimal intervention. Um, so one of the, in my whirlwind of 
fighting with Hyundai and and Hertz, and to a lesser extent, a local dealership here, Schottenkirk in in Georgia, um, and having to get the Secretary of State involved uh, and with this recall notice and everything. Um, you know, I came out and I got a car with a new motor and a new transmission in it, but you know, it took eight months to do so and it was a fight and I wasn't sure I was going to win it. But, um, during that period where I was given a rental car, there were several times where they had, uh, they called it lane keep assist for a Hyundai. And it, it was basically, it kept you in the center of the lanes. It used whatever cameras or, I don't know what it used. I mean, that's something I need to talk to Elon about. Photon cameras. I don't think it had photon cameras. But um, it kept in the lane, and and that was, it was kind of nice. Um, one problem that I had with it was if it didn't detect your hands on the wheel, it would give you a, a little bit of a warning and say not detect your hands. But if you continued... Uh, in the name of science, I conducted experiments. If you continue to keep your hands off the wheel, um, it would, the default condition in the event of an emergency where your hands aren't on the wheel is to disable the lane keep assist, the only thing keeping you on the road. So most people aren't driving down the road letting go of the steering wheel but if it were a medical emergency where you had a heart attack or you passed out or you were driving drunk and you uh, exercising your free will, not saying it's right, but driving drunk and, and you let go of the wheel, the only thing keeping you on the road, presumably, was that lane keep assist and now it's disabled. So not a real good default condition. I would like to see you know i don't know how programmatically it would be difficult to you know hit the flashers slow down pull over i mean even if you if it hit the flashers and slowed down to a crawl uh, it's better than running off the road killing somebody or yourself um but then one of the cars had the lane keep assist and then it also had the um something like a laser guided laser cruise control that kept you a certain distance away from the vehicle in front of you so if you know i'm doing 75 and i come up on somebody that's doing 70 it it keeps the three car distance so it's pretty close to autonomous without the you know changing lanes and doing all doing all the other stuff and and uh full self-driving Teslas. Um, but I don't, I mean, when I first, when I first tried them out, it was, it was freaky. Um, but I wouldn't want that all the time. Uh, and whatever programmatically comes with that, 
the other the other example I used with Patrick was uh, if you've ever ridden a motorcycle, let alone you know going back to the electric vehicles. Harley's now making a line of electric motorcycles. Um, I hope they're not changing the Harley. Uh, you know, I hope they have a backbone to keep keep producing it. If, if I were allowed to get another motorcycle, I definitely would. Um, but after two motorcycle accidents, I'm not allowed to ride. But anybody that's ridden a motorcycle knows I could ask anybody, I would imagine, uh, if they would ride an autonomous motorcycle, a self-driving motorcycle. Um, besides the fact that would be super scary, at least in my mind, um, you don't ride a motorcycle to get from point A to point B. You ride a motorcycle to, to free your soul. So who in their right mind is going to ride uh, an autonomous motorcycle even if it is going to and from work, if you know we still had to work, but who's going to do that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there that would. Uh, but no, nah, I don't think so. Well, I just looked at the time, and it's been about 30 minutes since I started this I don't know how long to make it but I do need to edit it and uh, get a little rest before I have to go to work tonight um, I think it is going to get a little easier as I go on maybe I'll get a little more comfortable um, start making movie references uh, television shows be more myself. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. And with that in mind, I uh, tomorrow is going to be. Uh, I'm going to do an episode. It's going to be pretty special for all my uh, gematria friends out there. Tune in. Not that anybody's listening. Tune in and um, feel the power of the numbers. I'll talk about something pretty cool tomorrow. At least one thing. Probably many more. We'll get it done. So thanks for tuning in. This was episode zero of the Pondering Infinity podcast. I hope you come back. Thanks. Bye now.